The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Come and draw from the well of salvation. Be made clean, let Him wash you in truth. He is the fountain of living water. Come and be made new. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. He can refresh you in the desert where your sin left you lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water. Come to Him, dear sinner, and drink. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you Come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty You've been lost in the wilderness Chasing nothing but sin and death He is the fountain of living water Come to Jesus and live Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. When you die, who will get all of your stuff? When you answer, I don't care who gets my stuff when I'm dead. Remember that answer. It might not be that easy. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. Lord, I pray today as we consider our standing with you, would you bring conviction to our hearts and call us to be absolutely honest with you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. My wife, Jan died some years ago, 2010, in May. She took her last breath and she was gone. I was brokenhearted. The process is very simple. You call the funeral home that you've 
made arrangements with. Call her doctor. You let everybody know through your tears and your brokenheartedness. And then they come and pick up my wife's body, took her to the funeral home where she was to be taken care of. I couldn't believe she was gone. Broke my heart. Great sorrow and tears. And then you go to the funeral. Have a meal afterward. Everybody says wonderfully nice things to you. And then they leave. And you're alone. And it feels like you died. How can you make it? What do you do? How do you handle it? You go in the closet and there, all of her clothes, with the aroma of her perfume. Closet, there's her, there are her coats. Everywhere you look, you see Remnants of of your wife, but she's gone. Well, what do you do? Well, as I got a little bit of space, I began to give away beautiful orange jacket, leather jacket. Went to Michelle, other friends, and then to the daughters the jewelry, a beautiful pearl necklace with beautiful earrings, other pieces of jewelry to the daughters who divided it up and gave it to their children as was appropriate. And finally, pretty much everything is is gone, her shoes, her dresses, everything is gone, but you're still there. Took me a long time to begin to see in color again. I think the first three years I only saw in black and white. I was so broken and so destroyed. But then I got through it. And today I have another beautiful wife. She didn't take the place of Jan. She is a comfort to my heart. We all know the things I've described. All of you have had to go through the death of a mother or father, the death of a wife or a child. It's not easy. It's not easy. But now, let's talk about it from another perspective. What if What if you're the one who dies? Who gets all your stuff? Well, I asked one man that question. He said, I don't worry about it. I don't care what happens to my stuff. I'm with Jesus in heaven. doesn't matter what happens to my stuff. And I have to tell you with a bit of a wry smile, I've done lots of funerals and I've never seen a U-Haul truck follow the hearse. So what happens when I die? Who will get my stuff? Well, there's a very short passage in the New Testament, Romans 6, 
we died to sin. You understand sin is the whole life. It's the personality that has fit into the devil's program for you. Your anger, your bitterness, your stinginess, your friends, your relatives. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Well, obviously, we can't. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we've been united with him like this in his death, we certainly also will be united like this in his resurrection. For we we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. Body of sin might be done away with. That's a very generous interpretation of the Greek. It's not correct. The word that's used there is it is destroyed. It is never to be recovered. It's gone, just like a body is gone. Put in the grave. We should no longer be sinners to sin or slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Let's talk about that. What goes into my making a decision that I want to die? I'm miserable the way I am, or I know it's a dead end. I know that it's not a way that's tolerable. For Jesus Christ. I know that I can't be in sin and in Jesus at the same time. And the goal of every one of us who wants to go to heaven is that we must be in Christ Jesus. You can't be in New York City and in Washington, D.C. at the same time. You're in one of the other places. Let's be realistic. So the scripture is saying that if I want to be in Christ, I have to leave my sin. Can't dwell in two places at the same time. So what's it going to take for me to die to my life? Because my life up to the point I enter into Jesus is not a life that is going to ever enter into Jesus or ever enter into heaven. Something has to happen in my life where my old self is crucified with Jesus so that this carnal nature of my heart that's always wanting to lead me into hell is destroyed. Now, I have one friend who says, no, Pastor, you're just not understanding. I always will have my old, wicked nature. Is that true, according to Scripture? Absolutely no. Can you imagine a new life, but you have a rope tied around the neck of your old wicked self, and you drag it around everywhere you go. You go in the restaurant, and you put it in the seat right there beside you. You go on the airplane to go somewhere for Jesus, and sitting right next to you in the seat next to you is a dead corpse. No, they wouldn't let you on, would they? So let's walk through this. Let's 
Let's become very, very specific about what we're speaking of today. I hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's very, very attractive to me to leave my life of sin, to leave my temper, my bitterness of heart, to leave everything of my sinful world. How do I do that? It says I have to die. I have to be crucified with Christ. How does that work out in practical terms? Don't don't talk to me theology. Just tell me what happens when my wife died. When my wife died, she went to the morgue. She went to the funeral home. And they prepared to take care of the body. But she was gone. And then I, as husband, had to take care of all the all of her remains, all of her clothes, her jewelry, her lifestyle. It was all gone. She was no longer there. The funeral. Here's the body, but it's not an alive body. It's a dead body. So they make upon a friend, just his mother died. And I said, are you going to have an open casket or a closed? He said, well, it depends on how well they can make her up. If she can look natural and like she really looked, then we'll keep an open casket. But if she looks terrible... Nobody wants to see that, and so we'll keep the casket closed. Well, as you come to Jesus, can you gussy up yourself enough to look pretty good as a wicked person? Or are you just a drunkard, an alcoholic? Are you a fornicator? Are you a a druggie? And there's no way they can make you look good. You're just destroyed. When I think about that, most people want a closed casket. When the condition of the corpse is that bad, well, I want you to think about yourself in terms of being a corpse. Because you will die eventually and you will go to hell. But if right now you're still looking pretty good and you want to do a funeral, okay, and keep the casket open, okay, but everybody knows where you're going. I've come to think that perhaps somebody says, I want to be baptized. We need to have a pretty careful look at the corpse, and say, have you done away with this? Man who says, I'm I'm a sexual addict. I can't help the fact that I love women. You can't be baptized until you're dead. You have to die. A Christian is a person who has been crucified with Christ. They have given up their old life. They live a new life in Christ. But I want to come and pinch it even a little tighter, may I? Person has died. Their clothing has been given away. Their toys have been given away. Their enjoyment of 
the world's entertainment has been given away. <coughs> Their sports have been all given away. Everything now in that person's life has to come under the blood of Jesus Christ, and it has to be carefully examined by Jesus because nothing is going to be brought into Jesus that is of the old life of the person who is being baptized. What would happen if everything in your life at the point of baptism had to be surveyed by Jesus? And he would either say yes or no. I've been there. And what's surveyed and what the answer is no to is thrown in the trash. Garbage. Nobody wants it. What is made new in Christ Jesus is brought into the life in Jesus with his inspection to make sure there's no disease in what he's bringing into himself. No sin disease. So what if what if I come and I say, I want to die. I want to be crucified with Jesus. But I want to bring with me my games. I want to bring with me my lies. I want to bring with me my bitter judgment. I want to bring with me my entertainment, books, novels, music. I want to bring all of that in Jesus into his courts. Would you be allowed? No. Are you kidding me? No. You would not be allowed to bring in your worldly music, even though it has a Christian name on it. You would not be allowed to bring your mistress or whatever person you're fornicating with. They would not be allowed to come in. They would be shut out. Well, what if I want to bring my my favorite games and sports? Will Jesus say, yes, that's okay. We we have that in heaven, and you're welcome to bring that. No. How can you live a new life in Christ if you have the old ways of darkness and you've just drugged them across the line and you've said, now I'm born again and I'm in Christ Jesus? No, you're not. So many of you, you think, Oh, I'm good to go. Not if you're dragging behind you the things of darkness. No darkness will be allowed into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It's a kingdom of light. It's a kingdom of joy and and love and peace. It's not a kingdom of cynicism. It's not a kingdom of pornography. You come into the kingdom of Jesus Christ as a newborn babe. And there you really begin to learn under the discipline of the Holy Spirit how to live that new life in Christ Jesus. The old life is gone. The old life is out of here. It's not something you walk in any longer. It's not something you're even interested in any longer. It's gone. What would the church be like today? Jesus came and inspected everything that you've tried to bring into his kingdom. 
Many, many are the Christians who are in the church today, but they're not in the book of life today. They never crucified with Christ. Instead, they drugged their favorite teddy bear of wickedness into the kingdom of heaven. Oh, pastor, I've had this teddy bear for 30 years. It's given me a wonderful reputation. No. It's got to go. Oh, uh, Pastor, these, these love stories, I've read them over and over and over. No, they've got to go. There's no phony love story novel in heaven. If you won't let go of them, you can't enter. You're going to have to go in with what Jesus approves of, or you don't go in. I don't mean to be harsh, but please, you understand that your that your values are not Jesus' values. That what you think is not what Jesus thinks. What you value is not what Jesus values. We go into the kingdom of heaven based on what Jesus thinks what his judgment is. We enter into the kingdom of heaven based on the decisions first made by us that we want to go, and secondly by Jesus as he checks what we want to bring with us. And if what we want to bring with us does not match what he thinks we should bring, we don't enter heaven. We don't ever enter Jesus. It's over. We're kicked out. We're told, no, don't don't negotiate with me. The answer, Ray, is no. You can't come into heaven dragging behind you your old life. The old life has to go. Now, this is so very painful because we're talking here about my death. And I have to make the choices what I will bring and present before Jesus. And what he says no to does not enter the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter what the preacher says. Doesn't matter what other people think. It only matters what Jesus says and what he thinks. Now, if you get real with me, and I pray you will, much of what you would want to drag into the kingdom of God would so sully the kingdom of God that it would be just another place like here, maybe a little better. No. This is a new way of life. Instead of watching television for a couple hours a night, you're reading scripture and you're praying and you're getting acquainted with the the new master. You are searching after Jesus. With the old self crucified. The body of sin done away with. Can't I keep this? No. No. Everything has to pass the scrutiny test that Jesus will give it through the Holy Spirit. He's not going to compromise with you. Oh, but Jesus, 
I love this bright red lipstick and these big dangling earrings. Can I bring those into heaven's gate? What do you think? But I like to go out on Friday night and Saturday night. I like to have some drinks. I like to go to the clubs. I love the music sound of the clubs. Is there a club in heaven? No. Then it has to go, doesn't it? See, the problem that I'm facing, and I'm frankly having a a difficult time knowing exactly how to talk about it, You have to be dead to sin to be alive to Jesus. You can't take your sin with you. That means you can't go to heaven. That means you have to make a choice. Am I going to keep my stuff or am I going to give it to Jesus? Now let's talk about that just a minute. I have a car. It passes the inspection. I need transportation while I'm here on earth, doing the work of God on the earth. And he says, you're going to need that car. You better keep it. But from now on, it's not your car. It's my car. Those clothes, this sweater I'm wearing, It passes my inspection. You can wear that. White shirt. You can wear a white shirt. But they're not yours. They're mine. And before you use any of my money to buy those things, I have to approve. You don't just go out and use my money, says Jesus. Oh, By the way, are you paying tithe on my money? Are you giving generously out of offerings of of my money? Or are you hoarding that for your own worldly life? You have to decide. It all belongs to Jesus. Everything that he approves coming into his kingdom now belongs to him, including you including your family, including your your clothing. So now you don't wear any clothing that is not approved by the Holy Spirit. Women don't have breasts uncovered. He's not going to approve of that. Men don't wear skin-tight clothing that tries to attract the opposite sex. is trying to prove that they're the man. None of that's going to get in. So if you own that and you're crucified with Christ, it goes in the garbage. You understand? I saw a Christian pastor wearing a sports jacket that had It was a dark color, and then it had patches all over it of gold and silver. It was ugly. It shouted, I'm somebody, you better listen to me. Jesus let that into the kingdom of God. I doubt it. He's not going to bring gaudy, ugly clothing that call attention to how I look. He's not going to allow that into his kingdom. Get what I'm saying. There is a a way of dressing that is attractive and beautiful, but is not making people think of me as somebody. No pride in it. When you begin to think of all of these different aspects, it is a new life in Christ that you're going to live. It's one of 
humility. It's one of crucifixion. It's one of giving it away immediately if somebody else has need of it. The scriptures say in verse 10, the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, lives to God. A place of light and joy, of truth, of kindness, of mercy, of grace. In the same way, verse 11, count yourselves dead to sin. Count means inventory. Inventory your books and your magazines. Inventory your recreation. Inventory all that you have brought to Jesus. Find out if he approves or disapproves. Inventory. Count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. And offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Offer your body, Christ. Offer your body to serve others. To be humble. To be like Jesus. You're in Jesus, right? then you're going to have to be like Jesus. He's not going to allow something that is foreign and strange and brings in wickedness to dwell in him. Your sin or sin shall not be your master because you're not under law but under grace. In other words, You're going to bring everything to Jesus. And he's going to say yes or no. Oh, there's a wonderful concert. Jesus, do you want to go to the concert? Wouldn't be found in that place. But Jesus, it's your house. I know, but I left. Because what's there is of natural sinning darkness. Look at the way they have set their place up. Oh, we've got smoke bombs and we've got strobe lights and we've got everything the theater has. Well, are you doing what's in the theater? Then Jesus is not there. This is dark with the lights flashing, flesh-pleasing. I'm not there, Jesus says. That's not my church. That's, That's a church of the human flesh. I'm not interested in it. What then? What then? Shall we sin because we're not under law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when we when we offer ourselves to somebody to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey. Whether you're slaves to sin, 
which leads to death? Or to obedience that leads to righteousness? See, it's a series of of obeying the prompting of the Holy Spirit and and the word of Jesus to your heart. That leads you to righteousness, which is simply innocence. I want to be innocent before God in every respect. I want to be innocent before man in every respect. Thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. That's what I'm giving you. For you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to innocence. So let's consider again. Are you willing to submit for inspection every article of clothing, every piece of jewelry? Are you willing to submit to Jesus and the Holy Spirit all of your toys? Are you willing to submit to Jesus all of your clothing, your blouses, your sweaters? Are you willing to submit to Jesus and check out what he thinks about clothing that leaves your breasts half exposed or worse? Are you willing to, no, not do that for your brother. Don't inspect his stuff. This is my stuff, and I'm, ex- I'm expecting Jesus to make decisions about everything that I have in my my casket. I want only holiness. I want only that which has a good report that is clear that Jesus will participate with me in what I'm doing, where I'm going, and how I'm operating. Will I treat people like Jesus treats people, or will I treat people like my own wicked heart used to want to treat people? So what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? What do I want? Are you a Christian? Have you died and examined your life? Inventoried your books and your magazines and your your movies and the things that don't measure up? Will you throw them away? Will you cast them away from yourself like poison? What are you going to do? What's your decision? See, you have the option of having your funeral before you die. And you have the option of burying your life of sin in whatever cemetery is appointed unto you by the devil. You can take all of those favorite things that he conned you into. You can toss them out. Which will it be? Are you ready? Let's pray. 
Jesus. I cry aloud to you and ask, please expose to the open air my sin before you, if there be such. Lord, let it be plain before my eyes how you value what I value. And where there is a difference of value appreciation in terms of language, in terms of movies, in terms of every, every part of my life, would you separate the wicked from the righteous if there be a need for that separation in my life? I ask, please, Jesus, would you come by your spirit? I ask to be crucified with you, Jesus. I ask that the full death take place now. I'm not interested in holding on to a part of the old wicked nature. I'm not going to deal with the old wicked nature. It was crucified. I want now to only deal with you, Jesus, in righteousness and holiness, in service in your kingdom. Lord, let your name be high and lifted up over Ray Greenley. Let your name be lifted up And with it, claim me as your son. And with it, say to others, my son is like me. Unless that's not true, and then I'm not your son, am I? For I can't be your son and walk in wickedness, full of jealousy. Envy, stoicism. Lord, give us the courage to face our own crucifixion. Give us the courage, Almighty God, to go in the prayer closet and struggle over the issue of what is my life to Jesus Christ. Where have I lied to myself and to him? Where are the open doors? Where is the cultural, laid-back, lukewarm American Christian that you hate and want to vomit out of your mouth? Almighty God, there has to be a significant change to have a new life. And it requires a crucifixion. It requires the death of the old man. Lord, it pains me to talk with people who are Christians who say, Oh, I can never leave my sin. Jesus will just have to understand. For I know you will never understand. You died for me. And I must now die for you. And Lord, many who listen say, I must always continue walking in my sin and Jesus will just have to accept me the way I am because I've tried my best and I can't leave my sin. Lord, I know out of my own personal life why a person cannot leave their sin. They can't leave their sin because they love their sin. They love their hobbies and their They're gods. They love their many gods. They love all of the wickedness of this world. So they can't leave it because they won't allow it to be crucified. Lord, please come. Please come. 
We desperately need your mercy to be transformed into real Christians. Thank you, my Lord. Lord, I give you this broadcast. I've spoken as clearly as I can speak. Pray that people will know that I love them, that I'm speaking these words out of the kindness and mercy of your heart, Jesus. You would that none would die and go to hell. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. I'd love to hear from you. In fact, I need to hear. This is a faith ministry. I pray. I ask Jesus to move in the hearts of people that he's chosen to give generously to the work of the gospel. I know this is just one part of the work of the gospel, but you've got to ask yourself the question, Are these messages from the Holy Spirit or are they from Ray Greenlee's flesh? I trust what Jesus will tell you because he knows my heart. You can begin to discover the condition of your heart, you're lukewarm, by spending several hours a day in intense prayer asking for your heart to be exposed asking for the Holy Spirit to come, change you into the likeness of Jesus where you can be crucified with Christ. You can write to me at National Prayer Chapel. One word, National Prayer Chapel. Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or you can go directly to our webpage and you'll find many wonderful things on that webpage that will help you in your journey. Explore it. Get acquainted with it. Ed Pugh does an awesome job. I praise Jesus for this brother. Makes these shorts that are so filled with power. National Prayer Chapel, one word, dot com nationalprayerchapel.com. Let's pray. Lord, in the last seconds of this broadcast, I lift up today those who are sick, those who are discouraged, those who are considering walking away from you, Jesus. Would you call them after yourself? Would you touch them with your spirit? Would you encourage and heal them today in the name of Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, God bless you, my brother, my sister. We're going to continue this study tomorrow. I'll look forward to you being here. God bless you. I love you. For the presence of His glory.